Hello, everyone. Welcome to another um, talk here. So I'm going to start out by playing a bit on uh, Days of Wine and Roses. And uh, this is a little bit of a backing track I've been working on. And um, so kind of an organ trio sort of sound. Um, so I'll have a little bit of a ballad. I'm going to try to cover a few tunes um, today. So um, but we'll start with, with this one. And uh, so working towards um, putting together a um, video on that one here, uh, hopefully uh, midweek or later this week. On that tune. So um, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, bebop scales and uh, some approaches to that. So you may have heard me um, playing a little bit um, with that scale in mind there. And uh, so we have, um, let's say let's say you have an F, we're in the key of F, right? So, so when we have an F, um, major, let's say F major scale. Okay. Uh, we might play. Okay, so there's the scale, of course. And um, if we're playing a bebop scale, we might play something, we're thinking of this as a tonic major. 
Okay, so there we're basically adding a note. Okay, and what that what that kind of does for us is it gives us certain notes on the um, strong um, beats. I'm going to reference a little bit here of um, a book by Jerry Berganzi called Jazz Line. It's called The Jazz Line or Jazz Lines, something like that. It's volume three of his uh, improvisation series. Um, so this is uh, chapter seven in that book, if you're you happen to have it or are interested. Uh, so it says, uh, so far we have discussed starting the bebop scales on one, three, five, and six. So why is that important? So one, three, five, and six. Okay, so if we have um, this uh, scale, say one, and we choose the one, three, five, and six, uh, those tend to be the most consonant, uh, you might say consonant sounds on that um, um, consonant sounds with that. Let me see if I, my piano keyboard is up and running here. Maybe I can try this. I don't mess anything up. Yeah, okay. Use the organ sound a little bit. Let's go up an octave here. So we have this um, F major 7, right? The 7 is actually pretty dissonant. And it's also a half step away right, from the root note, right? So as far as a consonant sort of tone, the, the six, right, um, could be used. So you say, okay, we have this sound. Um, so I have a six, so one, three, five, six. Now the, the math kind of works out, right? Because if you, if you create the scale around that, one, three, four, six, one, right? So that's where you get some stepwise motion. Let's see if we can get that sustaining there. So. Right, so if I'm on the beat, one, two, three, And then you get a whole measure, so that's that's um, that's very uh, effective for for us, right? Okay, so um, the way I I generally just sort of think of 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 this just as a shorthand to kind of go through all of these um, uh, scales is if it's a um, if it's tonic type chord then. See if you can bridge that gap between the six and and the fifth, right? So if it's let's say we're in the relative minor here, okay. So we have let's say 
Okay, so then we're um, we're kind of bridging bridging the gap. So, so we have a B B natural, which sounds a little more consonant of an interval against the D than the flat six. All right, and then when it comes to dominant seven type chords, let's say we have a, a C seven. Then we might think about, let's say, the um, bridging the distance between the root and the flat seven. Um, and the same thing can go for predominant chords, like uh, say G minor. Okay, so. So that's kind of the basic concept there on that. Um, um, so we're taking um, taking a note, adding it to it. So now you can also have um, um, uh, additional notes. So, so those are eighth, eight notes. Um, we can also have uh, more than that, like uh, like ten notes. It gets it's kind of interesting. I think I think he covers it in this one uh, in this book at some point. Um, but um, but he goes through this whole process of starting on the the ninth and the eleventh. So um, I think that's what we'll talk about here, and then maybe we'll take it from there. Um, but in the meantime, let's um, let's take. Um, maybe a bit of a solo on um, Atras de Porta. Um, so this is a tune. I was, I was listening to this quite a bit um, last night. One of uh, one of my um, one of the private students at at the studio, and um, I'm also a member of our. Um, uh, YouTube member area here um, um, has been writing it out and is doing doing a really great job on that. Um, so um, so I did some listening. It was a really good recording, um, uh, which I hadn't heard before. So um, I'm really thankful for that. But I spent some time looking at that, um, listening to it, um, and um, taking an opportunity to write on some of the extensions and and. Uh, and ideas there, but um, um, so let's play on that, and then and then uh, we'll take an opportunity here to work in some uh, some of the scales that we're that we're talking about, and again, we're kind of thinking somewhat uh, conceptually here, um, you know, so you could kind of take the chord scales that you know and um, and then try to apply them um, apply these just passing tones right um, but um, these things really do um, serve um, 
serve a really important um, purpose for for us um, to create smooth lines that are connecting from one core to another, let's say, and also for um, um, for also um, um, outlining uh, a particular core change. All right. All right, should we dare to um, use the uh, Hammond B3 VST here that we're kind of talking about? Yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, it's kind of queued up. Let me just, uh, I'm hoping to streamline this more and more uh, as we go, but. Um, all right, so let's play through a little bit and um, take it pretty slow and uh, oh, oh, I'll see if I can work in, you know, some of the um, concepts that we're talking about. Um, and just as a, a note, if you're listening to this on the podcast, there is a video version for um, members of the YouTube, uh, YouTube area there, YouTube member area, lessons and talks. Um, so you can find that at youtube.com forward slash fretprints or visit my website fretprints.com for more information on all that. All right, so let's uh, start out here. I'm thinking that's getting a little too muddy there. Not sure what happened. Started out sounding pretty good. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe too much sustain or something like that. Well, let's uh, change it up here. Sorry about the false start. Let's see if I can get that working because I kind of liked how it started out. It was pretty cool, but um, it's just kind of got muddy after that. Thank you. 
So a couple little things, um, little takeaways, uh, I would say, and this is maybe not relating as much to the bebop scale, um, but um, I will get to that here in just a, a moment. But um, so, uh, you know, a few, few little things um, to, to note on some of these uh, chords just based on my listening the other day. So. So there are a few moments, uh, I think this happens a little later in the tune, where you get the sound of this, which is pretty cool. Um, let me see if, um, see if I can get, well, I'll just play a bass note here. So, so let's say this is your bass note here, right? And then, let's see if I can get this going. Okay, I've got to turn this back on, it looks like. Okay, so let's save a low, low note. Let me see if I can get that um, sustaining. There you go. Okay, it's interesting because Okay, it's, it's listening to all instruments, so it's also listening to my um, other input there. I'm not sure how that happened, but anyway. Okay, so we get this kind of sound, and if you're on this on your own guitar, you know you can play this C sharp down here. So we get um, a four or, or the eleven. Um, I guess you might call it the eleven, but. Um, so C sharp minor seven flat five with this note, right? 
Now, how can we color this in with a, with a bebop kind of scale? Um, so we can connect that root note to the uh, flat seven, right? So that would be kind of a scale. Um, for that, for that tone. Uh, there's other moments where, um, we have this sort of sound, uh, 13 to a flat 13. Right. Um, so those are a couple of things. Now on the, um, when I was improvising there, there were a couple of moments where I really worked at deliberately. Um, <clears throat> playing through, I think even at one point I did a whole octave of one um, scale, but but you can kind of see that you could start. Let's see on the on the fifth. Let's, let's say, say you're thinking about um, G major seven here, right? So you could start on the fifth. about that, right? Or, or that, right? But oftentimes you're going to take, um, and this is the, the approach that I took, and I didn't use bebop scales exclusively, but um, but you're going to take maybe four notes out of a given um, uh, bebop scale and kind of work with it from, um, from there. So... Um, so let's check out a little bit of um, um, what uh, Jerry Berganzi sort of talks about. So he talks a little bit about, you know, taking a scale, let's say um, you have F major seven and starting on the ninth. Okay, so you... Right, and working down to the root, so... Or you could start on the nine and go up to the third. Or choosing um, kind of the uh, 11 versus the sharp 11. So uh, let's see if he has any specific examples here. Get a little pull from. Um, so he's got. Um, Let's say C, say C major seven, uh, or maybe I should just try to kind of transpose it. That's basically what I just did, um, right? So, yeah. So that's basically what I what I just did in that in that key, but in the in a different key. So we'll say F. Okay. So just to reiterate there, so you're starting on the nine, go down to the root, and then continue on with the F bebop scale. Okay, so it says, yeah, it says that notice that once you hit the note C, or in our case F, uh, you can continue playing the appropriate bebop scale. Right. So it does the same thing going up, so let's, let's do that as well. So starting on the nine. Right. Um, that's, 
kind of the kind of the idea on that. So starting on the nine and just and just kind of moving, so you could apply that to um, uh, dominant chords, um, uh, minor chords. Um, just basically starting on the on the ninth. Um, so let's say we're doing. Let's see, we're in the relative minor here. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> let's do an uh, yeah, G minor. Or sorry, um, yeah, that's right, D minor. Here we go. Okay, so we could start on the nine of that. So kind of starting on the nine. Um, so it's what we're talking about here is basically starting on one of the notes that are um, not one, three, five, six, right? But are still kind of in key and and close to um, let's say the uh, the sound. So if we're if we're starting on the eleven. So of uh, F, right? So, so then we play like that. Okay, so he's saying um, to go, and I'm transposing here. So let's, let's do it in the key that he's talking about for a moment. Uh, so we would have. Okay, so. Let's go back to F since we're in the kind of in that key, or we've been talking about that key a little bit with Days of Wine and Rosa. So we have he's saying start on the on the four and then keep going with that same concept that you talked about earlier. Okay. So we're starting on the eleven, which is gonna be a uh, dissonance uh, on the major seven and dominant seven, not so much on minor. Um, uh, now on the minor, what what he's got going on this kind of, this does make make sense. Um, he's he's saying um, let me put this back in the key that he's got the example in. So he's got a minor minor chord here. And he's saying, um, start on the 11, and then do a chromatic tone down to the, the third, flat third of that chord. Right, and he's using a major seven on that. Okay, so that, that makes sense. Um, and I've heard that on uh, <clears throat> recordings and seen that in transcriptions. So that Kind of makes sense. We'll see if he dives into the 13 a little bit and then we'll go into some playing. Um, but he's got some got some lines and examples, which is kind of cool. Um, I'll just play a little bit. Do some sight reading here. Okay. 
Okay, he does talk a little bit about the uh, 13. The 13 or the 6 is already a starting note in the major and tonic minor chords, right? Okay, that makes sense, of course. Um, so the following examples spell out scales starting on the 13th for those remaining chord types. So he's saying up, maybe apply this more towards uh, dominant um, type chords or um, uh, predominant um, type chords. So he's got some examples, let's say G7. All right, so he's saying, Just kind of connecting those lines. Now I was saying when you have a flat 13, uh, then you're going to play. Okay, so where's our chromatic tone? Is between flat uh, five. Okay, so that makes sense. He's saying on predominant chords, um, say, uh, say uh, a G minor, kind of back in our key here. Uh, so we have. All right, so let's pick another tune and uh, see if we can. Um, uh, make make use of that. So let's go over to um, and I think I think I know what the issue is with the um, the organ. I, I need um, a different style of of playing on it um, so that it um, or maybe maybe just have it a little um, little kind of choppier. Um, or shorter, or less um, sustain on the on the sound. But um, all right, so let's take a little bit of solo on the on this. Um, we'll go get our tempo up a little bit. Um, but I want to be able to illustrate during the during the solo some of the concepts that we're um, talking about here. So, um, right, so I'm gonna kind of mute that. And um, I'll have to do some more experimenting with that because I, I could Im I can imagine that you wouldn't be able to change some of that, make it a little more um, uh, or a little uh, shorter kind of tones. But uh, let's see, all right. So we'll play a little bit on Days of Wine and Roses. All right, sorry about the false start there. Um, so let's get ourselves a better uh, sound here.
So um, I worked there um, on doing some um, starting notes on the on the four, <clears throat> on the nine. Um, hopefully, you notice some of the um, um, connection between the uh, the root and the flat seven on the uh, dominant seventh chords, right, and the predominant chords. So those are um, uh, are some things. And then I um, also played around a little bit with really kind of filling up with even more uh, chromatic tones and uh, playing, uh, <clears throat> kind of filling in some of those spaces. Right. All right. Um, he talks about this across the ba uh, bar line. I'm probably not going to get into that quite today, but that's, um, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, too. So I'll, I'm going to try to make a note of that. Um, but what I wanted to talk about is 10 note um, bebop scales, which I thought he talked about in this book, but um, not seeing. Oh, here we go. 10 note bebop scales. Okay. So this is kind of a cool idea. So he's got some um, He's got some um, some chords up here. So he's got a chord, let's say, um, let's see. Uh, let me turn that off, there we go. Let's get that ringing, so. Okay, so he's got C and he's saying, you know, play, um, So I, I use that exact um, scale, I think, probably on the F, but um, <clears throat> but that's the idea. So you could even start thinking about what what he's not playing there. Um, um, so 10 notes out of 12. Um, so see, we've got a whole step between the B and the A, and then we've got a whole step between the G and the F, right? So on major seven, that's... So you're kind of treating um, the nine as kind of one of those um, one of those chord tones, right? So uh, if we take a look at what's kind of on the beat, we have the the root six five three nine, right? So that's kind of cool. It makes sense that. All right, so if you count this out, you know, one, two, three, four, one, two. Okay, uh, and then he talks a little about, um, actually it goes through all the all the um, uh, chords in a given key, key of C. So, um, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that on another another date. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. Let me know what you what you think uh, would like there for that. Um, 
So I'm going to wrap up here in a few minutes. Um, but uh, so let's play a little, little more. Um, let's work on um, blues tune, which we haven't talked a whole lot about. Um, so this is um, blues for Alice. I want to include a blues, I think, each month. Um, and so. So let's say maybe a Latin and a blues and a swing tune. Okay, I think I'm just gonna kind of let this run through and uh, stick with what we've got here. I think I'm gonna stick with the brushes and unless something goes terribly wrong. And I'm gonna play this, I think, a little slower than I have in the past just to maybe try to work in some illustrations of what we've been talking about. On this, on this tune. And let me, sure we don't have any surprises here. Actually I do have kind of an organ sound in the, um, kind of on the, device here that might be kind of cool to work at. coming through in the audio too. Um, we'll see how that goes. So I might work that in a little bit as we go. Uh, I'd like to loop it, but uh, entirely certain about that, but we'll see. Here we go. Thank you. 
fun to play around with um wonder if i could drop it down a little bit it's already dropped down looks like a half step or um looks like it's down an octave let's see what it sounds like just kind of out of curiosity as we're here. Let's see what this sounds like here. Well, that's pretty cool. Just kind of wonder what the the default they they have all these like plus and minus steps, but then they don't really say. Let's see what this sounds like again. That's the thing about um organ is it it's 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 weird how how an, you know an octave even sounds it's, um all right so um thanks everybody for checking this out hope that you enjoyed it and um so remember if you would like to see a video version of this if you're not already a member of the youtube channel check that out at youtube.com forward slash fretprints all right, I'll see you all in the next one.